Hello, and welcome to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Nay. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. Hey. Hi, hi. <laughs> and we're the Token Queers from Bloomhouse, and tonight we are coming to you from a very special place. We are inside the corpse of Liber- Liberace right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. Welcome. Everything's in velvet. It's yes. so sparkly. <laughs> right? But there's no air conditioning. No. Yeah. I mean, look. It's okay. It no. smells a little, but... <sighs> there's so many chandeliers. Yeah. Uh, that's really what I didn't expect. Really? Yeah. That's well, the, f- the only thing I really expected. I expected them, but I didn't expect them to have power. Mm-hmm. True. I, I don't just, know what they're plugged into, but... Yeah, I know where that generator I'm like is. <laughs> smiling really hard today looking at you guys. I just, I just want to say I think you guys look amazing in these furs. I just... <laughs> Gorgeous. I don't know. I think that kidney looks great on you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank I you, Michael. love an organ meat. All right. Lord. Well, we're here. Each week, we pick a chestnut from the horror canon to discuss and decide once and for all where that movie lives on the Kinsey scale. But this week, we're doing something a little special. What? Mm. What? What? For? <laughs> For... Our launch date. Oh my Wait, God. Why did you just mouth to me, Michael? Halloween. Oh, for yeah, Halloween. This, this, is, <laughs> yeah, this, is our, this is our Halloween episode. This is airing on I was the like, week I'm Halloween. already talking and I can't do two things at I'm once, like, apparently. So this is, yeah, this is in fact for Halloween, but you're right. It also, you're both right. Yes, everyone's right. It's the best. Everyone it's, at this table is right. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it is, today was our exact launch date, and boy, everyone was really nice to us. Yeah. yeah. That's honestly the most shocking thing because, you know, I'm going to tell you guys, internet, not a great place. What do you mean? Hi, Brennan. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm producer Brennan. That's me. <gasps> they should know your um, voice by Brennan. now. Hopefully. I hope so. Right? I know. By now they do. It's raining brands, y'all. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Did oh, you yeah, bring your stuff too? You did, right? I, hell yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'm so ready. Um, I've totally lost my train of thought. Oh, internet, bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but are <laughs> the people who have been commenting, great. Thank yeah. you so much. Y'all really made me feel like a bad bitch today. Aw. Yeah. Well, you are a bad bitch. You are a bad bitch. true. I know, but I don't always feel like it. Mm-hmm. Well, does anybody? Because I'm moody. Yeah, mm. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody feels like a bad bitch all Well, and we day. were talking about last true. week before the show that we're synced. We're all yes. synced up because mm-hmm. when ladies tend to hang out. Yeah. Yes. So, well, we're all right. mo- if y'all are hanging out as mm-hmm. ladies, <laughs> I'm definitely not. Oh, my life. But y'all did sync up with my menses. Yeah. I know. That's what I mean. That's true. <laughs> Is well, that why I had that well, you, this morning? While you were yes. thinking about your menses, I, I want to talk about my menchies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go. I hate that. I'm going to go. Well, Don't go. So stay. this is go. our Halloween episode. Yes. We're doing something kind of special today. And I've asked each person sitting here with me to bring three movies that they believe really helped shape their queer identity and mm. we're going to talk about all of that yeah. and get to know each other a little better yeah. yeah and our audience will get a chance to yeah exactly who oh, cares about them exactly <laughs> we do this for ourselves the little people <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we got three tweets and it's like uh, ivory tower <laughs> yes. seriously as we click our lacroix together <laughs> Can I can I say one uh, thing? My they're f- not even I cold. Guess. One of my f- <laughs> one of my fa- one of my favorite reactions that uh, we got today as a result of the launch date was my sister called me, um, and oh, no. yeah, and she was like, "So listen, I'm listening to this at home right now with the baby, and I'm loving it. You guys are all great. I'm really enjoying it. It's really funny. Your logo. She's like, I don't know if it's the white wine talking, but the queer wolf is kind of sexy." <laughs> 
<laughs> He's cute, right? Yeah. yeah. And she was like, I'm not going to lie. I'm just, you know, kind of looking at him. And she's like, you know, maybe it's the Chardonnay, but, you know, I don't right. know. Well, remember that commercial where the hamsters that are promoting Kia are working out a lot? Yes. Oh. He's got that, like, Kia hamster steeze about mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's like, not normally, but I'll tap that. Get him again right now. The hamsters <laughs> are just our logo. Our logo. Were you guys ever sexually attracted to, to, like, a, a, a cartoon? Oh, great question, Mark. That is a really good question. <laughs> Probably? I mean, I can't. Just a like rabbit? Th- Thundercats? Oh. I mean. <laughs> Darkwing Thunder- Duck? Excuse me. I'm just kidding. And to be polite, and to be polite, I was actually looking at you, going, "Yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah, no, yeah, no, no." I mean, who among us? Okay, don't yuck my yum. Yeah, no, but (laughs) no, exactly. And um, but Thundercats, yeah, Yeah. Thundercats is basically Tom of Finland for young gay boys, right? Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Everyone probably expects you to say He Man, but I'm like, oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Oh no, I I was that I haircut. Was, I was like, my mom got to watch He Man. <laughs> I was like, I'm so fascinated with their adventures. Like I could give a honey. Shit. Why do like, you always watch He Man laying face down on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because he's taking his nun vows. <laughs> no reason. Oh man. <laughs> what? Okay. Speaking of the nun, why was she planking to get her vows done? Um. Yeah. Is it, any <laughs> Did nuns anyone else in the see audience? the nun? Like, I haven't seen it yet. Nope. Okay. Okay, never mind. Yeah, well, thanks. yeah. Sorry. No spoiler. Yeah, we're going to see it soon. Yeah. Okay. No spoiler. Um, yeah. The Nun is a movie that exists. No spoilers. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about <laughs> kind of current things, okay. let's go to tea time. Yeah, girl. See what's happening with each of you. Mm-hmm. So, spill it. I want to know what you've been watching this week, reading, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I saw Searching this week. It's the new movie with John Cho and Deborah Messing about a gentleman whose daughter goes missing. Me too. Oh, you saw it too? <laughs> oh, how do we know she is okay. alive? <laughs> that should have been a line in the movie. Um, <laughs> but for those not familiar with it, it's all told. It's like, have you seen Unfriended, Nay? Yes. Okay, so it's like that. It's all told via computer. Amazing. The computer. It's either the computer. Um, camera or it's like cameras put in the house or it's like FaceTime on the phone and that kind of stuff. So it's all told through that. But I really enjoyed it and I really think Deborah Messing in it is going to go down as one of the all-time greatest camp performances ever. Wow. Mark, I don't know if you agree with me. Brennan, did you see it? I have not. Okay, see it but immediately. look, it's a Deborah Messing performance. Very, so yes. It's a very entertaining movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's a good ride. It actually uh I actually connected with it pretty much right away. Um, but Deborah Messing, I'm like, I, I just want to, I, I love her so much. Yeah, no, I think the movie is, <laughs> like, I thought the movie was super effective. Um, yeah. it, it's, it, especially in the first half, it really has some, some moments where you're literally just looking at someone's computer screen, but the mounting dread mm-hmm. of watching this person go through the motions and very recognizable, mm-hmm. uh, 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 the screensaver, yeah, that just, was intense. It, it, it's yeah. it's interesting how it takes the most mundane stuff and manages to like pull suspense out of it. So that's really like the big trick, like following the cursor. Yeah, just the cursor would play as like the thing you had to like right look over here, and, and the cursor would move really slowly to something, and it's it was like suspenseful. Yeah, it was crazy. So, so I thought that the movie was like at its best around that, where it's like mm-hmm. strangely hypnotic to sort of what, and then. You know, you have like, and then suddenly John Cho is great, and He's then great. 
you know, Deborah Messing is like showing she's up, and she's like, she's "I'm good. a detective," and you're like, <laughs> "I'm detective," and you're, and you're just like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with this." Hell yeah, I'll go with anything. <laughs> yeah, Messing so says. highly recommend right? everybody. Yeah. Everybody in the movie is like, you know, working working their ass off, and they're I don't know. It was really it was thoroughly enjoyable. Thoroughly enjoyable. Good mm-hmm. time. Was there a queer factor at all? Um. That was my favorite game show from the early 2000s. Queer Factor. Queer Factor. <laughs> Hosted by Joe Rogan. No, it was Seth Rogan who hosted that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Queer icon, Seth Rogan. I mean, kind of a bear icon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Loki? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's friends with Rose Byrne. Loki, friend friend of the community. Icon. Yeah. <laughs> friend of the community, straight ally. He sure is. Yeah. Seth, he was if you're an listening. Otter back in his day. Of course. Yeah. Sorry to derail this conversation with my terrible pun. Continue. <laughs> we're, we're on a pun roll today. Nay, you're in charge. You have to tell us True. what to do. What are you watching, Nay? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I know I already talked about this another time in Tea Time. However, this week I watched Hereditary twice. Ooh, girl. Oh, girl. I know. And we're still probably supposed to maintain a spoiler free zone. <laughs> okay. Here. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything. Although I think we already did in the one episode. I think we, we did. About yeah. yeah. Um, okay. What was I going to say then? I don't know. Well, I watched it twice and I, I you don't know. I, yeah. I want to watch it like a million more times. And I think that the first time I watched it, which is typical me, like I was in a movie theater, so I'm not paying attention basically ever. I have a really <laughs> hard time keep maintaining focus at, like during a movie. During I don't know. taxes or something. No, I'm like worried about someone coming in to shoot it up. Oh, God. I'm like cold. Yeah, yeah I'm crazy. I've um, actually, <laughs> I think of that at least once a movie. Yeah, you know, like I Someone walked into my theater last week with a fucking backpack on. No. Like two minutes after the movie started, mm-hmm. and it actually that did totally cross my yeah, mind. I'm like, why you do you need a backpack schooler. A at a movie? A he was like 35 years old. That made it scarier. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I I'm feel sorry. That. I'm sorry that that's where your mind goes, but it's. I, I. I don't think that makes you weird. I think that's actually perfectly understandable. This these days. Thank you for this validation, Mark. Well, that's true. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you think of that every time. Yes, I do. Um, so yeah, I'm always. I'm also. Ugh, I just want to look at my phone. I just want to pull out my phone and look at it. I want the light to shine bright. I want to read the text. <laughs> I want to see who messaged me on Instagram. Like I really have a hard time sitting in a movie theater. Hmm. So, so I don't go often. Um, <laughs> and it's cold. And it's kind of like smells weird because you can, there's, I smell everything also. My sense of smell is really, really intense. What so. theater do you go? <laughs> also, it's really dark. <laughs> it's cold. And I get like transformed to another place in time. Yeah. Uh, so I think that I really, I mean, I was paying attention and I, and I thought it was good, but yeah. watching it two more times. In the privacy of a home. Did you watch it in the same day or did you watch it? No, I watched it one day and then again the next day. I didn't really want to watch it the second time, but my baby mama was like, let's watch it again. I was yeah. like, all right. We did rent it for the next 48 hours, is, so we should watch it again. Is wow. there something you're um, connecting with now that you watched it a couple times? Yes. I, I was thinking, well, I don't think that's a spoiler. I don't really know what I can talk about. Other than the fact that sometimes I need to watch things more than once to really know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. That movie, yeah. that movie in particular, actually, I the second could, half, yeah. especially could bene- can benefit yes. from a second viewing. I've, I've started, seen it yes. twice, and I think I could see it again. Yeah, I could watch it a few it. more times. I I really enjoyed watching it again because I was like, oh, that had already started, or like, oh, that was present. Oh, that was really smart that they did that, etc. So, Isn't that fun to go back yeah. and kind of like? You play like reverse detective, yeah. like because you know what's going to happen, it. but then you get to spot all the tiny little stuff yeah. that you missed the first exactly. time. Yeah. yeah, 
It's super fun. When I saw Jaws in a theater last year for the first time, just the sounds that I'd never heard before while watching that movie like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like such a different experience. Yeah. It was great. Well, yeah. um, if I may. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone's going to make fun of me, but um, I I watched a movie that's, it's it's not so much horror, but it's, um, it's a kind of fantasy drama adjacent. And I think it's the type of movie that if you guys took a minute to watch it, I think it would kind of blow your mind. Um, it's a Japanese movie from uh, 98. It's called Afterlife. And it's this great director named Hirokazu Koreeda. The movie's called Afterlife, and I'll just give you the logline of what it's about. Okay. Um, after death, people... Uh, so you die, and you go to what essentially looks like a DMV. Oh. <laughs> and so hell? You go to hell? No. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. I, uh, allow, me to, uh, <laughs> allow me to, uh, to explain, to elaborate. Um, when you die, you go to this place that looks kind of like a DMV. It's um, sort of uh, populated by people who work there who sit you down and they tell you you've died, you're okay, uh, you have one week to choose from your life your favorite memory. At oh. which point we are going to replicate that memory for you and then we will send you off into eternity and you will live in that perfect blissful memory for the rest of time. Oh, interesting. Okay. And it is... So fucking beautiful, this movie. It is funny. It is dark. It is Where'd you moving. watch this? Um, Did you watch it, it on like Amazon or something? It is available. I saw it on DVD, but it is... Where is it primarily uh, available? Media. Yeah, I know, right? I Remember that? Um, I think you have to track it down on DVD. It okay. is so worth it. It is so worth the effort. It is just beautiful. And it, it, it occupies a fantasy element, but it's... I don't know. It's just sounds it's, great. Yeah, it's like one of those movies where you just kind of stare at the credits, dumbfounded, and just like oh. kind of go out on a cloud. So I cannot cool. recommend this movie okay. enough. Yeah. And you sound really centered describing you do. it. Your face. <laughs> it's like you're on peyote or something. Yeah. Afterlife uh, cleared my skin. He's, he's like doing downward dog. Is it he? Uh, regulated my gut? <laughs> nice. I you're on afterlife level now. twelve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I flew a plane. Uh, the I flew first time. I flew. A pl- I don't even know how I got there. <laughs> um, afterlife. See it. So yeah, that's my wreck. That's great. Yeah, um, love it. It's so funny. You were so peaceful really describing was. that, and I'm literally like listening and getting anxiety. I'm really? thinking like, yeah, I'm thinking like, what the fuck moment would I want to uh-huh. live in for well, eternity? Ah, but okay. also the idea of any eternity or infinity, it really gives me anxiety. Oh yeah, that's stressful. Like I just, it, yeah. Are these people- the pace of this movie is just, it's like this sort of weird zen kind of, it, it, it's so gentle. Can I ask a question about that? Sure. Um, and if it's a spoiler, don't tell me. Okay. If you don't want to, but when they're so they're in the DMV and they're told they're going to relive this memory. Mm-hmm. When they're reliving the memory, are they aware that they're reliving it over and over again? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. It's it's it, it is a good thing. Okay. It's a good thing. It's not like a health thing. Okay. But I'm not. I don't want to describe more like the people who work there. There's a reason they're there. There's okay. Like it's just I don't want to. Are you giving me just enough? Spoil anything? But oh my god, you are going to be so happy you watched this movie. How did you hear about this movie? Um, a long time ago from a friend who highly recommended it and, um, you know, it was just Do you like, have the copy? I believe I do. I have to borrow it. Yes, I believe I do. I did not watch my copy, but... 
I believe I do. So wow. that's what I got, you guys. Wow. It sounds beautiful. It, it does. does. It sounds really great. It is beautiful. I want to see it. Can I share something less tranquil? <laughs> yeah. Do it. Uh, I watched the premiere of American Horror Story Apocalypse last oh, night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very. How was that? Same Did Yeah, you watched it? You saw no, it? The, no. Just thinking about the tranquility. Oh, yeah. No, it's. um. <laughs> I will say, I. I feel Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. generally. I watched every episode of Glee until the bitter end. Did you really? Um, no. I just feel like... Bless your heart. I mean, I like excess, but sometimes... <laughs> That's such a great way to put it. Sometimes Ryan Murphy <clears throat> is a little overstimulating for me. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I couldn't get through the last season of American Horror Story. I was like, too much. I, too much. I have to like physically Sensory push it away. overload. Okay. Yeah. Um, in this one, I feel like it's... Instead of being at 11, it's at a 10.5. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to give it another episode, see where it goes, it feel it out. Right? Yeah, just the f- episode premiered yesterday. Okay. What's the gist of it? It's just like the, it's Apocalypse. the coven. Okay. It's, it's, coven it's, it's, it's like Murder House Coven, right? Yeah, yeah. it's crossover between oh. Coven and Murder House. Oh, okay. But it's none of thing. that's happening yet. Mm. Um, it's a different story that I assume those two seasons will collide Divergent into at some to, point. Yeah. I'm not totally sure how that's going to work. The last um, So is Taisa going to play Violet and whoever she played in the... I don't know. Um, oh, because she was in both, huh? Yeah, she was. Because mm-hmm. none of those characters have, like, arrived. Has yet. Emma Roberts arrived yeah. yet? No. Interesting. Um, the, the thing is, this first episode is kind of like Miracle Mile. It's like a nuclear apocalypse story set oh. in L.A. Oh, that's oh, such a wow. great movie. And great. that's... I love Miracle yeah. Mile. Yeah, I just saw it for the first time last year. It's so, so great. I've never seen it. It's really either. great. Okay. I would recommend it. I would actually... Watch it without well, Michael. <laughs> the, the first, I was just going to suggest doing a <laughs> backyard screening with my projector. Oh, let's invite Michael. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, we all know you have a projector, Michael. <laughs> the thing to be prepared about about a Miracle Mile is that the oh, first God. half is a really great Twilight Zone episode and the second half is a really kooky 80s movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I like both of those things, but it's a weird combination. Anyway, right. American Horror Story, I don't want to give too much away, although it's the first episode of a series, so right. it's not like you can really spoil much. I'm not going to talk about the plot, though. I will say, though, that Evan Peters is playing a gay character in this one, and mm. it's very camp. Mm. And there are at least there are other gay characters in it as well that kind of balance him out a little bit, at mm. least. Because, you know, Ryan Murphy's gay. He knows what's up. Yeah. But it just it <laughs> felt a little like gay face in a certain way, mm. except... Billy Eichner is also in it, and he's doing straight face. And it's maybe the campiest straight performance you'll ever see, and I loved it. <laughs> he's, like, leaning in. Yeah, his, his voice is really growly, and he's got stubble, and he's just, like, really tall in this They're Like, one. Billy, what are you thinking about? He's like, pussy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> honestly, I was into it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, yum. Can't yeah. get enough. Yeah. I don't know. It has me. My straight guy voice. <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> uh, I want to check it out. I yeah. want to check it out. Now. It has me curious. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to commit, but I'll follow up on that. All right. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Sweet. Well, what I would like to know next <clears throat> is <laughs> previously we've all um, gone around and given a shady summary of the movie that we've come to discuss. But since we're not discussing one movie this week, um, we're really discussing ourselves. I want you to give me a shady summary of you. And I can go first. Yes, please. Um, please do. I'm, I'm I was born in the corn. Nice. Uh-huh. I left. And I'm never going back. That's my shady summary. <laughs> <laughs> Born in the corn. Born in the corn. That's great. That's like oh, a country. That's like a country song. No, that's yes. that's our episode title. 
Born in the Corner. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I think we need a T-shirt for you. Just says Born in the Corn. Born in the Corn. And a big buttery corn cob on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Relax. <laughs> so yeah, folks. I'm from Illinois. Lots of corn. And I I wasn't literally born in the corn ob, but you know my mom <laughs> did. <laughs> my mom did slip in the mud and break her water and have me two months early. Oh my god. Whoa. So girl. You know, I don't know. I just feel like that's an important fact right yeah. now. Yeah. Because she slipped in the mud. You know, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had kind of kept us going. You were like, no, seriously, I was born in a cornfield. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be like, oh my God, what? I was born in a puddle. I mean, I've done a lot of things in cornfields, but I was not born in one. Hmm. And by a lot of things, I mean like pee or... (laughs) Walk, breathe. Yeah. Like walk the road. Get lost. De-silk the the ears. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Who wants to go next? Oh, I'm... I don't know. I don't know what to say. Do it, Michael. <laughs> Born in the corn. How do you beat that? I don't know. Um, do you want me to go next? Yeah, would you? All right, fine. It smells like a fart. It really does. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, wow, it kind of smells like rotten corn right now. Oh, my right God. Now. Was it the dog? Oh, my God. Kennedy, my dog, is sitting right here, and it was not him. It's not this Kennedy either. Well, we better blame it on the dog because otherwise <laughs> yeah. someone else is going to have to fess up. Gonna be really it it, it might be the popcorn from down the hall. Oh, is that what it is? It might be. Famous I fart mean, popcorn. <laughs> we are in Liberace's court. Right <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> so. I totally forgot <laughs> where we were. Yeah. Mm. Hello. I'm okay. in a colon right now. Yeah. Uh, Boy, uh, okay. <laughs> That's the smell. All right, I'll go next. <clears throat> this is for me, Mark. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Mark. I'm just a boy standing in front of John Carpenter asking him to love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Aww. That's all I got, you guys. <sighs> Mark is giving me a lot of feelings tonight. Just everything he says is touching me. Oh. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know, because I'm in my feelings today. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's good. It's good to be in our feelings. Yeah. Uh, mine could be a sensitive closeted boy in a big family to a sensitive out man in a big city. Ooh. Oh. I would watch that show. I, I like the that. I like the whole yeah. like American tale like, kind of vibe to that. Yeah, it took the bus, yeah. hopped Who into do you think the would city? play me? Yeah. Oh. Oh, Matt Bomer, a- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. I don't really know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> I am feeling very <laughs> on an island by myself today. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Amazing. Does that, does that okay. work? Uh, yeah. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. What about you, producer Brandon? Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> does it count as cheating if I use my Letterboxd profile as no, my shady summary? I don't believe no. in cheating. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want May to lead every oh episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hint of anxiety <laughs> the, slash fear. The, the confidence and the directness with which you stated that. But I was just like, oh, 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 okay. You're so <laughs> prepared. <laughs> yeah. Brennan actually shrunk five inches. <laughs> um, yeah, use it. Oh, Jesus, okay. <laughs> um, I'm a millennial, and I know more about 80s slasher movies than you do. Okay. 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 That ain't the truth. Mm-hmm. Brennan mm-hmm. knows a lot more about a lot of things. Yeah, it's true. And I do. I, I always know. forget that Brennan's like 13. <sighs> yeah, get ready for my it. movies, you guys. It's going to be rough for you. <laughs> 
Yeah, if y'all don't know, Brennan, if you ever read our show summaries and you're like, wow, that was hilarious, Brennan writes those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Thank you. Yeah. Brennan, Brennan seriously brings some expertise week to week, I gotta yep. say. Sure does. Yeah. Oh, what else do you like about me? <laughs> we mean nothing without you. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Well, since we all love each other so much, <laughs> let's try and get to know each other a little better. I'm so ready. Mm, get the we're lights. All, since we're always so reserved and quiet. <laughs> Michael, put your pants back on. Jesus. Jesus. I didn't bring them. <laughs> <laughs> and whose I'm, pants are those? I'm Winnie the Pooh in it today. <laughs> oh my God. I do. I heard it was right? Donald Ducking. I, I, I alternate between both, oh. but I just moved in with my boyfriend for the first time about oh, a month ago. Oh, congrats. And Mazel. I do kind of Donald Duck it, and it frightens him every time. Okay. <laughs> really getting to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, isn't a crop top and nothing else? That sounds mm-hmm. bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, I, next week, here I come. <laughs> yeah. If y'all are ready. These leather seats, though, I don't know. Love your shirt. Oh, this old thing? Oh, we're recording at Ernie's studio next week, right? So good luck with that. (laughs) This old thing. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Let's get to know each other. I'm going. Everyone's slap happy today. They're really slap happy. I know. I slap the table a lot. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I know. The table likes it. There's consent there. Give me my pants. Okay. So I'm going to talk about my three movies. Please do. Um, but Brendan has Brendan has requested that we, you know, go movie by movie. Okay. Yeah, so. we're we just going to say them all simultaneously. Yes. No. Oh, I'm just, just kidding. Blurt, we all just talk. <laughs> no, at the same time. I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. So I I, it, I was really struggling to come up with three movies for today, um, and I. So the first one I'm going to talk about, it's not your typical horror movie, okay, but I will explain it. how it is a horror movie. Love it. The title is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two tubs of lard, barrel of molasses, 25 pounds of chewing tobacco, and you wouldn't have a wife under the counter there. I'm looking for a wife. Fuck my life. <laughs> that? Wow. Have you seen Seven Brides I, for Seven Brothers? I actually never have. Have Mark, you? I have not. But okay, do you know the, the premise? But, no. Okay, well, so, as the title suggests, there are seven brothers. They all live up on the mountain. That's too many. They're mountain men, okay? Oh, uh-huh. They're up there alone. They? They're like, oh, shit, we don't know how to bathe correctly. We don't know how to clean our house. We don't know how to cook. They're the you seven have my doors. attention. Yeah, seven doors, <laughs> essentially. And, you know... Adam, the oldest, the oldest brother, of he's been, his name uh, is Adam. you know, he's been down at th- down in town. He sees this little fine woman named Millie. She's cooking. She's like pushing men at the table. Like sit the fuck down. You don't need no ketchup for my food. Ah. And he's like, that's my bitch. <laughs> that's, th- you know what, Millie? Let's get married right now. So Millie, she's like, you know. I could use a place to live. This is what women are supposed to do. Right. Get married. I'm young. He complimented my cooking. Let's do it. Her family's like, are you sure, girl? Like, this is real quick. And she's like, no, this is my man. So her and Adam, they're heading back up the mountain because, you know, they had, he'd come down to town for supplies. So he's going back up the mountain. She's like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. He's like, oh, girl, just wait till winter. There's going to be a huge avalanche. You're not even going to be able to get out of here. She's like, oh, she starts singing a song because it's a musical, right? Okay. Gets back to the cabin. Adam has seven brothers. Wait, does she there. not know about this? She doesn't know about this. Oh. She gets up there, but she meets them one by one, and she's like, fuck my life, fuck my life, <laughs> fuck my life. Because, um, you know, they're nasty, their their house is dirty, they're like, cook for us, we don't know what to do. So she's like, fuck my life, I'm already in this nightmare. And then uh, Hor- all the brothers... Element established. Is, yeah. <laughs> established. And then all the brothers are like, you know what, I could, I could really use one of these wives. 
like that sounds good i need someone to cook for me get a family blah 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 so they're like millie our new sister-in-law please teach us how to meet women and she's like you know sings another song and they learn how they you know should dance next to one and like how to be polite and she's like let's go to town for the barn raising y'all can meet some girls and it's this is this is how it's gonna go they go to the barn raising but our (laughs) our mountain boys they rowdy (laughs) They real rowdy, so they don't know how to act. They get in a fight. Like, they were dancing with these girls, having a good time. But then, like, the city boys are like, Ugh, fuck these mountain boys. They gotta, they gotta. <laughs> Mark is crying. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is just a musical recap podcast from now on. <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> Mark literally has tears coming this out. Like- <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite pod we've ever done. Dirty. All right, so the rowdy mountain boys, they get in a fight at the barn raising. The barn doesn't get raised. People get their toes hammered you know oh my god and they have to leave but they don't have no girls they're Uh, like oh my god what are we gonna do we met those girls we didn't do anything wrong for an hour and like we danced together so obviously we should like get married so good so they have this old book up in the mountain on the farm talking about the sobbing women where and that's how they pronounce it by the way (laughs) and (laughs) they're like you know what all we gotta do is go down to town pick them up and bring them back up the mountain cause an avalanche they can't leave so that they can't leave as in rape of the Sabine women yes okay just checking Mm. yes so after they perform their musical number about the rape of the Sabine women oh my god they go down to town they kidnap them the women in the middle of the night they're like the women are like I'm putting a pie and this is all played for laughs yes yes the Mm. woman's like I'm putting a pie in the window to cool (laughs) rips her out and like they gather them yes rips her right out the window like Freddy Krueger in the end of Nightmare on Elm Street um Yes. Oh, I'm sweeping the floor. No, you're going with me. So these women get kidnapped. Does he take the pie, the pie too? What about no. The pie? That's too bad. No. That's so it's a reversal of the pie windowsill paradigm. That's awful and lazy. Go on. <laughs> so they get back up the mountain. They're like, oh, let's make some noise for the avalanche. Boom, boom, boom. Avalanche. They're stuck. He- so the avalanche happens underneath their house. Yes. Okay. So the town people can't get up the pass, and the mountain people are just like, hey, haha, you can't get up here, right? <laughs> so Adam walks back Surprised. into Millie. Thinking he's like, you know what, my girl, she's gonna think this is so amazing. He gets in there and she's like, oh hell no, nah, I cannot believe you did this. Good. Fuck you. Get out in the barn. You and your boys. Me and the girls are in here, and all the girls are just in there crying and weeping. It's actually really horrible, right? Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a horror movie. Yeah. So Jesus. sounds like a I just saw say, movie. I worked at Blockbuster. Just not to carbon date myself, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and this movie, I never watched it, but it was in a fucking family section. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I grew up it's watching. It's a Disney film, isn't it? I grew it? up watching it a lot. A lot, a lot. Sheesh. So the whole okay. point of this, I mean, an ob, long story short, eventually <laughs> they're like, oh, Stockholm Syndrome. I am actually am in love with this man. Let's all, and they all have a big group wedding after the pass clears and their dads are on the way with the, so the rifles and shit. <laughs> they but they're like, no, dad. I love that. I want to get married. And they hear Adam and Millie, the original couple, she did have a baby. And so when the dads with the rifles came uh-huh. up. I thought it's been like three days. No, all winter. They had to oh, wait for the snow to right. melt. right, because of the avalanche. Right, yes. right, right, right. My bad. So when the dads with the <laughs> rifles come up the pass to get their daughters, they hear a baby cry and they're like, oh, shit. Who who had the baby out of wedlock? So basically, they're like, who's three months? I you know I I didn't I didn't make this movie. Sorry. So <laughs> the dads are like, whose baby is this? And all of the girls at once say, mine. It's like a Spartacus so that they all have to get married. Situation? Oh my god, totally. Yeah. So the point of this is that one of the girls was 
um, a very important person that you may recognize, and I'm literally, my mind is blinking right now. Melania? Oh, um, no, another guest. Deborah Messing. No, 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 no. The, the, goddess, the goddess of all things in Tu Wong Fu, oh. who was in the framed picture. Julie, Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar. She's one of the brides. No, what? And I was obsessed with her. This is how it comes back to me. I was obsessed with her because I was basically obsessed with any woman that was tall when I was a kid. I, I met was a her tall once. woman. <gasps> you did? Yeah, at the Playboy Mansion of all places. What, what the fuck? What happened? <laughs> Wait, I shook her hand. Cancel this episode. Was, Let's go to that. I mean, she was <laughs> she was all class, gorgeous. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It was it was it was very brief, but I was like, holy shit, that's truly fucking Newmar. Wow. Yeah. I love this city. Yeah, well, she, her name was Dorcas <laughs> in the movie. Uh, you're kidding. No, I'm not. She was a bad bitch. She First or last so name? so fine. First name. Oh, my God. She was so fine. We need to bring that name back. I was obsessed with her. Dorcas. And often when I'm Brian. like an adult now, I think about different women that I was quote unquote obsessed with when I was young. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you had a crush mm. on that person. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like when we were talking about the camp stuff last week. Yeah, I exactly. realized I had a crush on my camp counselor exactly. like an hour before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> or the night before when we were texting. Yeah. Okay, I'm flooding back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was like, oh yeah, that's what that was. I mm-hmm. feel like Dorcas should be like an alias or stuff. Like a, <laughs> it sounds like a like name a of a character on Say by the Bell. Wow. Yeah, so I was... This is Dorcas wow. from Torrance. She's a Dorcas. transfer student. <laughs> that's beautiful. Dorcas from yes. Valley High. I love it. What's the next movie? Um, the next movie is... Which one? Which what? Which one do you have up so for next? Okay, so the next movie is Candyman. Ooh, girl. Uh, <laughs> what, uh. That's so good. Oh, God, I need to I see it. That's worth. That needs a rewatch soon. Movie. I haven't seen it in a while. So good. And that score, uh, so chilling, oh. so wonderful. It's such a like. And Casey Lemons in yet another like classic mm-hmm. in the nineties when like she didn't direct when she was just in weirdly beautiful movie too yeah yeah but I remember as a kid well I I was definitely terrified but I don't when did it when did the whole Bloody Mary thing start was that I was like I when I was a kid like, was that just like eternal. always like everyone yeah. when they're kids yeah so I, think I was it pretty started with Urban Legends Bloody Mary so like mid nineties. <laughs> No, okay. No way. It's, it's in the early original. It's in Bloody the first Mary is like, urban legend. No, no, I know, I know. They're oh, saying, I thought, I thought you literally. No, you were like, they're oh, saying Bloody Mary to the dorm in the I, first. Sorry, urban I'm sorry. I'm triggered by anything that makes me feel old as fuck. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> Not my problem. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't ask for you to be triggered. <laughs> Everyone, be quiet. Um, and so I. I mean, a, a theme of everything is like I was like I am not supposed to watch this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. There had been a traveling evangelist at the church cult I grew up in, and oh he specifically referenced this movie um, and was like, I want everyone to think about uh, a quiet woods, and you hear like kind of like creepy, spooky music, and then a big black man pops out at you, and mm. like people in the church like shrieked. Were, was, and, were, were these white people? Yes. Okay. Oh, I should say all of them were white people, it, except for myself. And... I was just like, I, one, that sounds kind of racist. I can't really explain to me, <laughs> was, I, can't, I can't really explain why that feels racist to me, but it just feels racist. And uh, of Yeah, course, I can't imagine why. But of course, I was a baby, was this, so I just got gaslit. What is this church, gaslit. like Our Lady of Garbage People? Like, yes. what is this fucking church? But Jesus. never Our Lady, because they don't worship women. Right. Like that. Yeah. So. Our Dude of Garbage. Our Dude of Garbage. Our Dude of Garbage. <laughs> Actually, that, uh, that's just the cast of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. True. Uh, True. Sorry, keep So going. I was like, I have, I have to see this movie. And then when I saw it, 
I think one, I was as a young child, I was really curious about the history of white women and black men mm-hmm. being lovers or otherwise. Um, and but also, I mean, now I would call it generational trauma, but I don't know what I thought it was back then. But I was obsessed with the idea that like people before us and what they've gone through somehow affecting us. Mm. I mean, in the simplest of terms, like when I was a kid. And I think that I didn't know at the time all of my different identities or how right. I was going to choose <clears throat> to identify or who I was going to be. But I just, there was just like a lot of heaviness with that. And I found that part of the movie to also be really, really scary. Um, even though that's not what I was being told was scary necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's like it was, mm-hmm. it was about Candyman and it wasn't about the fact that like as a slave this many generations ago mm-hmm. this happened but I always felt a lot of heaviness around that and I maybe you did know you just didn't yeah. recognize it as a kid yeah maybe I didn't you and weren't I mean, able to like intellectually process it but you felt it yeah. I felt something and I think you some had of a reaction that to was it other like than just him being a scary imposing oh, figure for yeah sure. yeah and I think at the time I was just like well like I do have black ancestors and so of course like this is heavy um but that same kind of heaviness I feel if we talk to like a generation of folks who survived the AIDS crisis or like, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that it had a lot to do with how I think about who people currently are and who they, where they came from and who they came from. Wow. Did you, um, (laughs) weird little kid. (laughs) Did you see the news this week? I don't think that's weird at all. Just the news. And I don't know. It's (laughs) Candyman related. Ooh, really? There's, I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's confirmed or not. It's like in talks. It's in not talks like happening yet. Is Jordan Peele might be doing a remake wow. of Candyman. And if anybody's going to do a good wow. job, I think it would be him. Yeah. That would be so rad. What I yeah. thought I read is that producer only, but I could be wrong. Wow. But yeah, pretty great, right? Yeah. I I I just want to say I think it's I'm I'm I appreciate you sharing that. I think I've been meaning to actually to watch that again. I'm same. And and hearing you talk about it just makes me go, "Oh, yeah. God, that, no wonder that movie continues to resonate." Yeah. yeah, there's so there's so many layers to it, and it's well, you can so feel social. well you can feel what's haunted about right. about mm-hmm. it because it yes it's not some well, it's, bullshit Victorian child in a fucking house rolling balls downstairs right it's like, <laughs> yeah you know. well it studies race it studies yeah. class it studies economics like, yeah so absolutely. it'd be interesting to watch it in like <laughs> today's lens yeah, yeah well, and good lord I, I think it should be obvious that Candyman is like a sympathetic figure a sympathetic villain figure in the very terms of like so. a Frankenstein or something oh, like that yeah, or it's like very much so. monstrous like definitely even I when I first watched it as a you know a little white asshole like I was like <laughs> could that Candy be the Man show title <laughs> little, I'm little, like he needs to kill everybody okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know yeah it's a beautiful movie yeah, it's gorgeous it really is I was also Virginia obsessed Madison. that it um you know it was in Cabri- Cabrini Green in Chicago mm-hmm. and I was from central Illinois and mm-hmm. I just like so it hit home for you in a lot. Yeah, of I ways. just, I mean, not that Central Illinois was anything like right. that housing project in Chicago, but mm-hmm. I just, it felt so close. I was just going to say that it feels like literally close to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of, and ooh, had to keep it on the low, low. Was not allowed to talk about watching that movie. Really? Like yeah. I couldn't even oh, hint yeah. that I, I even got a reference, you know? Um, so then, and the last movie, mm-hmm. if you're ready, I'm is so ready. The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Damien Carroll. And I'm that devil. My God, that just kindly made... undo these straps. Yes. That made me jump. <laughs> so you know how you, you over. watched Hereditary twice this week? Yes. I've watched that movie once four times in one day. Oh, I feel that. Like in a row. Yeah. 
I was obsessed with it. Michael, are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. You guys, I'm great. <laughs> it's a perfect movie. It's really it also. Perfect. I feel like any movie that managed that I managed to hear about by name was it, you know had, had gone through like several sieves and like if something was quote unquote evil enough or dark enough for mm-hmm. like a fundamental independent evangelical Baptist pastor to preach against it. Uh. There was just so much around it for me, and I had heard about The Exorcist. And my mom, who who would never see, who would never watch The Exorcist and never has, would bring it up as like a devil movie, <coughs> and like that's the devil. I never and, understood that. I never have either because it's, it's like really the Catholic good. Church's greatest recruitment tool ever produced. Mm-hmm. Well, so I came from Protestants, well, and so they would be mm-hmm. like, "Well, those Catholics are evil too." But the whole thing, mm-hmm. the whole thing is evil. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, "How? How the fuck am I going to see this movie?" Mm. Like, maybe an older cousin will watch it at some point because that's how I got <laughs> to see Scream. You know, like there yeah, was all kinds of things that I got to see because of older cousins. But I, I wanted to see it, and then. Once I saw it, it was so, ooh, I was like, this is blasphemous. Is she, is she stabbing herself with that crucifix saying, mm. fuck me, Jesus? Like, is all of this was happening? It was so, so on the other end of every respectable behavior I had ever seen or heard about. And I was fascinated oh, that, like, so great. someone could could play that role in a movie and not immediately get struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I thought when I was young, I thought when you did bad things, either you got killed for it or somebody else. Wow. That's heavy. That is is some pretty heavy baggage for a kid to carry. It is. For instance, um, when Princess Diana died, I was at my auntie's in the basement watching Loveline and I was not allowed to watch Loveline. Do y'all remember Loveline? uh Please don't tell me. So when my mom came downstairs (laughs) and was like, Oh my God, Princess Di is dead. I thought it was because I was watching Love Line. Oh, oh honey. God. I know. I oh. know. Oh my God. Like, God yeah. was out there going, like, mm, I yeah. told Nay. Like, you know what? That <laughs> nine year old or however button. old, like, <laughs> sorry, you're still Di. fucking bad for wanting to know about sex. I'm going to kill this princess over here. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm laughing uncomfortably. So I was just like, wow, people can <laughs> star so in this movie. Sorry, no, Someone it's... could write this. Someone could watch this and like not be, not just like Punished. die for their sins. And so I finally watched it. And first of all, I was so fucking terrified because I still believed in demons at this point. Sure. Um, and I was, I've just always been so fascinated and attracted to just like, who is the most irreverent woman in the room? That's, yes. that's the that's the person I want to talk to. Like, mm. and just found myself like, I mean, at the time I wouldn't have called it jealousy, but it was definitely jealousy, and not that I want to be possessed by a demon and um, like puking all over my mama's house. But I was just like, I want to be bad. You want freedom? Yeah, and her I, inhibitions yeah. are gone. Yeah. yeah, I want to be bad, and I want literally <laughs> no one to be able to tell me not to. Yeah, like all, all you transgression know. all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. That was absolutely the opposite of what I was doing. I was like tiptoeing around everywhere trying to not get in trouble and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? I want to walk down the stairs upside down on my hands and feet <laughs> and fucking spin my head around and puke green stuff all yeah. over me. Wow. And I, yeah. And I, and I mean, now when I watch it, I would never be scared or like be worried that I was going to go to hell for watching it. Good. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. great news. I'm really, yeah. Actually, um, I'm glad I leave. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, I was just like, I, ooh, I'm a bad kid. 
Ooh, Isn't that crazy? Yes. Yeah. I remember feeling that way watching stuff too, and it's just like. I was like, I am such a bad fucking kid. Unneeded pressure on children. It absolutely you know? is. Like, there's so many bigger things. It is. And that's such a but that's such a beautiful epiphany for that movie specifically to give you. Yeah. That, that uh, you're just having like a series of life changing so moments. So for like, you, you really took this assignment yeah, to yeah. heart. Yeah. This is and great. like for you, the Exorcist is like punk. Yes. Punk rock. Absolutely. Which it is. So cool. It's actually, yes. yeah. It, because I think it, it really totally is. is. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, oh shit, what was I just going to say? I just, oh, so, you know, I mean, similarly to other things in my life, I think I said on the, on our first episode that I'm always a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's not at the, when I was watching The Exorcist as a child, I wasn't like, oh my God, you're gay and you feel bad about that. But I, I was, I didn't think I was gay, uh, but I was worried that I was gay. Mm-hmm. I remember like praying to God oh, girl, I do every too. day and being like, oh my God, I just please don't make me gay because I don't want to go to hell. Like, please, I hope that I'm not gay. And it gave it had the same kind of secretive nature of like holding this thing as like I watched The Exorcist. And mm. I'm like, I'm just so fucking bad. Like, I'm so bad. I watched that movie and I liked it. And I'm really scared that I'm gay. <laughs> and, Did oh you see God. Eighth Grade? I don't know. The movie Eighth Grade just came out this summer. No. So there's a moment in it where she's praying to God that she has a good day at school the next day because mm-hmm. she kind of has some tormentors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what you just said made me think of that because I actually did the same thing when I was in junior high. Like, can I have one day tomorrow where I'm not called a faggot 50 times yeah. and like leaving school, faking sick and that kind of thing? And it's just like, again, I actually had a really watching eighth grade. I actually like broke down in that moment of the movie because it brought I had forgotten about that part Mm -hmm. of my life I'd forgotten Mm -hmm. about actually physically praying every night like I must have just pushed it in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. and I remembered it in that moment and I got really mad because I was like kind of fucking God listens to like an 11 12 (laughs) 13 year old person every fucking day pray can I just go to school tomorrow and not feel like complete hell and it not coming true like 95% of the time yeah Anyway, <laughs> segue, sidebar. Yes. But yeah, you just made me think of that. I'm sorry I'm kind of interrupting you. No, I mean, I'm, oh, I'm done. I've been talking a long time. <laughs> this is a fluid conversation, yeah. too. Yeah. Just like, yeah. doesn't that suck? Like, yes. thinking about it? And like, it still has repercussions for me today, 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. Are you ready for some levity to Heavy. like a button on this conversation? <laughs> sure. Okay. sure. I, I think if we have t-shirts for the podcast that should say your podcast sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> <laughs> please. So who's next? Please, 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 please. I'll go. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> I think most people know what my first pick is going to be because it's such a instrumental film in my life. Um. It's actually the first scary movie I saw in a theater. It's the first scary movie I actually saw complete. Um, the second movie I'm going to talk about, I w- watched like five minute, minutes of it when I was like eight and was scarred. Like literally couldn't even like see a Freddy Krueger commercial. I'd like freak the fuck out. So my friends actually, it was junior high school, my friends actually... We would go to a movie like once a week and we'd go grab food before and stuff. And they were like, we're going to see like this movie. It's a comedy and it's a rom-com. It's going to be great. And it's got Drew Barrymore in it. It's fine. Uh, oh, Jesus. And it's fucking screen. <laughs> Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. 
Movies make psychos more creative. Okay, so don't know this movie. It's like because like Scream had that like amazing thing which really doesn't happen anymore where it's like word of mouth just like yeah. spread mm-hmm. for weeks and weeks and weeks and I can't even remember if I saw it when it first came out or if it was after the new year or whatever and uh, within two minutes like being like my mother fucking friends like you fucking assholes <laughs> and then like within three minutes later being like oh my god what is this feeling and why have I never felt this before by the end of the, by the time Drew Barrymore spoiler alert gets killed I was like I'm doing this f- for a living one day. Like, oh, thank you, Kevin, so much. Like, in <laughs> Wes. So, for me, Scream, and, and a, some people know this about me too, Scream 2, I find even more part of my DNA. Is that a way to put it? DNA, but like, is more yeah. a part of my identity. Um, in two ways. I'm so sorry, but when I texted y'all the other day and I said that I was watching Scream 2 and Michael was like, I'm coming now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you real serious mm-hmm. about this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know we're supposed to do like three movies, but I'm doing these two kind of as one because they had such an impact on me as a 16, 17-year-old closeted gay boy, um, especially when I learned that Kevin himself, the writer was a gay man or is a gay man um, and being like, wait a minute, we can, th- they, we can do that. Or, but then also in my head saying they can do that. Like, uh-huh. you know, like fighting yeah, myself internally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to go make out with my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> and then Michael's ex-girlfriend, wherever you are, <laughs> she's, she's a listener. She's a fan. Oh, <laughs> poor girl. We're sending um, you hugs. <laughs> She's fine. She's fine, guys. Um, so yeah, it, it just it created a lot of things for me in the sense that uh, it was the first time I really identified with the final girl. Um, you know, I think we, we have a mutual friend or somebody we know that calls the final girl belongs to the gays. Brian, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think. In that moment, I was realizing that without realizing it, that Sydney stood for, stood in for like who I was. I remember looking at her and being like, oh my God, I wish I was that badass bitch right now. Like, it's in high school, the bullying wasn't as bad, but I went to an all boys Catholic high school. Mm. And you know, and when you're walking around as a 16 year old, be like, I'm not gay. And you're like, uh-huh, I'm trying out for volleyball tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know, it, it stays with you. And, you know, I remember once had a teacher be like, I heard you're light in the loafers. This is a fucking teacher saying this to me at a Catholic wow. high school. Um, so I remember, like, carrying, like, her arc in my mind a lot of the times, just being like, she's a badass bitch. I wish I could be her. Mm. Like, I want to be a final girl, you know? <laughs> and then with Scream 2, it's like, kids are laughing at me. No. <laughs> with Scream 2. Um, no, we laugh because we recognize. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with these movies. And then in Scream 2, it's like, I remember thinking, okay, it's Christmas time. I'm going to college soon. This movie kind of like connected with me in the sense that I'm going to be leaving high school. And like, that's what Sydney did in Scream 2 mm-hmm. is now she's in college. Am I mm-hmm. Sydney Prescott? <laughs> and, um, and just like really identifying with her, like now she's stronger. Um, 
Yeah, or that, that scene where she has the caller ID and she calls out that guy who's yeah, calling like her. Yeah, she's starting mm-hmm. to, like, in the first movie, she's a little bit inactive, I would say, in the first half of the movie until she's kind of met with a life or death decision. Even after her first attack in the second half of the movie, she's she's still a little kind of just sitting back, kind of waiting for stuff to happen. And, of course, she, you know, rummages everything she needs to rummage and wins. But in Scream 2, she's like, I feel like she's, like you just said, she's more, she's ready to roll. Yeah, she's sturdy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I just remember like being like, holy shit, I like identify with this person so much because I'm going to go and do college next. And I hope when I get there, I find the next path in my life and I can be the person who I want to be. And sorry to say it took like another eight years to come out of the closet, but I started recognizing myself a lot more. And I think that was around the time when internally I was accepting who I was, but I still didn't have the balls to like or the, the strength, or I even hate to say those words. I didn't have, like, the resources to, like, sure. vocalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, those two movies really affected me in, A, introducing me to the horror genre. Like, slashers are always my baby because of that, I think. Um, introducing me to kick-ass women. I have four sisters, and they're tough, and they're brash. Um and I saw them and her a little bit too. So I just identified with that character a lot. And the dialogue and the writing that Kevin puts forth is very queer in a lot of ways too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you identify with his sorority sisters and you identify with Tatum and you identify with Gail. And you're just like, I remember being like, oh, my God, I wish I was Gail Weathers. But the whole, the whole, <laughs> act, the whole act of putting these characters putting what they are experiencing in life in kind of giant air quotes. Yeah. That's an incredibly clear queer slant. Yeah, like tongue firmly planted. Yeah, she, so it's, it's very it is, the entire franchise is queer as fuck. Yeah, and like I think in a lot of ways, I was actually thinking this on the way over here. That um, do you remember Lois and Murphy, Portia de Rossi and Rebecca Gayhart? Hell yeah. Yeah. Too? yeah. Okay, <laughs> Lois and Murphy, love like, them. Hi. <laughs> hey, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just watched it like two nights ago. Uh-huh. Remember? Uh-huh. Okay, so any other movie, they're ancillary characters who are just kind of there. Mm -hmm. The way Wes directed the movie and the way Kevin wrote it is they both probably are in the movie for about five or six, seven seven minutes, but they have a lasting impact in the sense that they're like, they stand in for every college kid Mm -hmm. that isn't being like physically attacked by a killer. They're like the audience in a lot of ways. And on the way here, I started realizing like, holy shit, if it wasn't for those two, Mean Girls wouldn't exist. Because they were like the the less mean mean girls. Like yeah. they were trying to get Sydney to like join the sorority because it like would bring them attention and all this stuff. So I was just like, holy shit, like even the like the characters who were probably listed like thirteenth and fourteenth on the call sheet, like had such an impact on that film. Hey, and you remember them. Yeah. You remember every single character in Scream Two. Um and then then that's not forget the two queerest parts of Scream and Scream Two, Billy and Stu. I mean, that's that's one part, mm-hmm. and then the second part, Laurie Metcalf's performance at the end. <laughs> I mean, yes. give me life, yes. everybody. It's like a breath of life. Debbie Salt, oh, so good. doesn't exist. <laughs> Debbie fucking Salt. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's not dig too deep into that because oh that's God. a whole episode in there. True, yes, true, true, true. Oh my God, Debbie Salt. God, right. Laurie Metcalf's fucking eyes. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so the second movie. <clears throat> That I want to talk about that was the first one I watched at like eight for five minutes, of course, was Halloween. Right. Don't you know what happens at Halloween? Yeah, we get candy. Boogeyman, 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 
Boogeyman. Do you think Tommy Doyle will be in the new one? Um, <laughs> I hope Paul Rudd Tommy Doyle's in the new oh. one. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so pain. Brennan, you just made like this, like this whimper. <laughs> he did a Kegel. Um, <laughs> it hurts me when a movie doesn't have him in it. Oh I, I love that you have a crush on Paul Rudd. Um, I'm a human being. Pretty standard. It It sort of comes with the gay membership. He he was in a movie that came out this year called Ideal Home, and he plays a gay character who's in a relationship with Steve Coogan. You posted a picture of that. I did. Yeah, okay. And he has a beard in this movie, and it's it's just the most beautiful thing. Oh, Brennan, you had a a whole moment just now. And he had a beard in this Just (laughs) the way you feel centered after Afterlife, Uh just staring at Paul Rudd with a beard. Should we pause for a moment? Sorry, no, keep going, keep going. A moment of silence for Paul Rudd's beard. Is it a good movie? Um, yeah, it, it's very sweet. You know, it's like an indie comedy. Right. It's very so low key. Okay. No, um, I saw it on Amazon. Oh, okay. Um, right. Like it, it was at the uh, one of those like Lamel landmark theaters for Honestly, a week, and then it went to Amazon, and it's, it's very sweet. I liked it a lot. The picture okay. you posted actually made me want to see it. By a yeah, no, because I, I, I would the recommend look it, but don't stuff. expect it to like blow your mind. Okay. Like it's just very sweet and kind. Well, of I like it. sweet and kind, and but like bittersweet because they're very mean the characters, but like it's it's a cool. Story. Well, they're it's good. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Halloween, heard of it? So yeah, Halloween. <laughs> so after consuming Scream, I think I ended up seeing it like three or four times in the theater, and then I of course started going out and running everything I could get my hands on. And nay, I was sixteen and doing what you were doing, and I was like hiding it from my parents because I wasn't allowed to watch that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and went back to Halloween, and the only there's not a lot I can say about. That as far as the queer factor for me, just because I'm just obsessed with it because it's just so fucking good. Yeah. And it's so simple and everything about it is effective. Um, the pacing, the dialogue, just everything, the direction, the music, just the acting is just great because the acting goes from like Jamie Lee Curtis, who is just like at the top of her game. And then you got like Nancy Loomis, who's like kind of playing camp but she's not really doing it on purpose I don't think and then Laurie. Got, yeah <laughs> they're like so mean to her now like, <laughs> now you're hearing it seem chewing <laughs> I lost it she, I all, she that. all but yeah she all but calls she's like you're a fucking loser <laughs> like, she like, literally why did she call her with her. food in her mouth bullies her <laughs> but true to life um and PJ PJ Souls is just oh, so like totally. over the top in it, and it's great. And totally. totally. Um, so maybe there is a big queer factor there because those three girls walking down the street. If I saw them as like a teen girl, I'd fucking cross. Is they it scare the shit out of me? Those three walking. They're all like pretty tall looking. They all look imposing. It is I'm it hot. is it a hot take? To say that Halloween is queer because it sees its female characters as people and not as meat. Yes. Maybe. I also think like yeah, you watching it when you were, and I also watched Halloween, like sneaked and watch it. And I think that any time that we did something we weren't supposed to do, and that thing that we did isn't actually wrong, that had that helped form like mm, some kind yeah. of queer identity. For Absolutely. That that's yeah. so much of what being queer and coming out is. Like the first time you kiss someone of the same sex, and you're like, oh, that actually felt good. Right. That wasn't bad. Lightning yeah. didn't strike me. Right. Yeah. Right. And you're like, hmm. Maybe other things are lies too. You know, yeah. what? I take it back. I don't think that that's my my hot take. Just now adds up because I feel like that erases Deborah Hill's influence on the well, script. She's and all she, over those female. Yeah, characters. and I think she was the one who really made those characters. Like Same. John Carpenter was like 
credited her with that. So, I mean, you know what? I take it back. I'll shut up. Bye. But <laughs> you never know. Like, maybe she... I don't know. I feel like... Dog picture is going on. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it, would be, it, uh, it would be interesting if we could dig into some of her interviews in the past because I feel like... Um, it may have been a stand-in for her because she was a hip, cool chick when she wrote that movie, and yeah. maybe she had a gaggle and mm-hmm. was like, "These are my stand-ins." You know, you never know. <laughs> um, let's hope because I love Deborah Hill. Um, where was I? Halloween. Hmm. But yeah, and it's just that was another. And oh, go back to what you were saying. Like, yeah, like you're hiding this thing, and it goes along with it's. It's another closet. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a different closet, but it's the same closet when you're doing that thing. So they do go hand in hand because, mm-hmm. you know, gay is bad. These horror movies are bad when you're 12 and it's just like <laughs> put your hands together. Um, <laughs> so that really shaped me in the sense too. like it just really, you know, Scream was so monumental for me. And then Halloween was just like, oh, holy shit. Like, ooh. How do they do these movies? I want to do these movies so bad. Mm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> movies. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what's, what's your, what's your and then my one? final is very queer, very camp, and this was early twenties. Gay Michael knew he was gay. Only was out to some friends. Still hiding it from the family. Coming home at two o'clock in the morning because I was serving at the time. You're and always serving, you're honey. Always yeah, serving. God, that and was like just sort of laid in, out there for us. <laughs> and popping in a nice David T- Dakota. Oh my god! Movie I, like ah, The Brotherhood. Ah, ah, final do. stab. I have a clip from The Brotherhood. It's mm. the longest clip of all of these, and you'll understand why. Perfect. There's nothing wrong with the way I'm dressed. Okay. Well, not if you're going to a funeral. Hmm? But you're tying this wrong here. Mm. There. <laughs> what about you, Casanova? You call that a style? Hey, it's not like I own any Armani, okay? This will do just fine. I think you're better off in sweats. <laughs> and I hope he meant no underwear. This he, movie, this did. movie is great. It's not thirsty. It's dehydrated. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's it's, it's so great. Jerky. Uh, so yeah it was um, yeah you did so I remember going <laughs> fuck yeah so I remember going to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video oh yeah. I don't know like this anyway. <laughs> yeah, so was a better one great and this was uh, a, a very this was like the bridge to renting porn <laughs> um, but I would like see these boxes and be like what is this it's in the horror section it's at like a major video store too so it was just like it felt like really naughty to like be running these movies and I'm like 22 like an adult adult. Um, and just watching them and just being like can we get a dick can we get like (laughs) for 90 minutes and not getting a dick I don't even think we'd get butt shots in these movies we just get dudes in underwear which was enough that's his forte yeah but yeah that's well I mean but I didn't know that gateway drug to porn yeah and I didn't know that you know like I didn't know who this guy was and I just kept running these movies (laughs) and like Like thinking next one will have it. The Brotherhood too. It'll oh, go. No. It'll go the way of the sequels. Dakota and it'll have is a like dick. such a tease. Yeah, it but really is. my favorite 
the whole thing is just so queer, but my the queerest thing to me was always the bad guys always wore black boxer briefs and the good guys always wore white. Wow. God, I love him. Did George Lucas do the costume design? I, can I just say uh, that I'm just picturing you at Hollywood video and like going up to like, the counter and the guy's like, hi, Michael. And he's like, six of them. And he's like, oh, the brotherhood again. <laughs> Gosh, I guess you keep forgetting to finish this one, huh? You know, the last box came back a little sticky. Oh, that tie-adjusting scene just is really warped and faded. Now. I mean, I would get, like... And, of course, I'd always get, like, the two, like, serious movies. Citizen within, like, King. Schindler's List, yeah. Reds, The Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> just to throw them off the scent. Uh, but, like, uh, those were the days. Oh, man. Just wow. watching them. Volume at like three, uh, <laughs> um, but they were just so. Michael, what are you watching? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> watching these like guys rush a frat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and who was I talking to about Sean Ferris recently? Was that you? No. Maybe it was Michael Verratti. That sounds Probably. like that sounds like the yeah, truth. Or maybe yeah. Sam <laughs> Sam Weinman. Um, that also sounds yeah, like a good movie. Yeah. Who was in one of those movies and he went on to do like bigger films and stuff. Sam Wyman yeah. was? No, uh, no Sean Ferris. Just kidding. He um really funny. <laughs> but my God. And then Final Stab I really loved because it was like it was like their it was his version of like a scream meta slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Um but they actually had a gay couple in that. And that was oh, like a big part of the usual that was a, yeah, oh. it was a big part of the plot is like the main guy was Dating a guy behind his girlfriend's back. Oh wow! Yeah, and then do you remember Bradley Stryker? No, who was like the bl- like in sync kind of blondish hair, but he was like super ripped. And Don't he, look at me. He always, <laughs> I was obsessed with this guy. He would always. This was like my first like internet like oh. image stalking, like oh, trying nice. to find like shirtless pictures of him and gotcha. stuff. But he was always like the stud in the movies, <laughs> and he never had clothes on. So. Couldn't like, afford them. It's really sad. Yeah, the wardrobe budget was just like it's just so pain. Good. Good low budget movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, David. Wow. So who's next? I think it's Mark. Mark okay, Jack. Mark. Okay. <laughs> it's really intimidating to do this. It is because it's you guys. Have, it is. You guys have been so intimate. Yeah, you guys have been so um, open and vulnerable, and it's very. It's okay. I mean, I was expecting... <laughs> I expect you to make me cry. <laughs> Go. Okay. Um, so, all right. I guess I should go in chronological order. Oh, okay. So the very first one I saw on VHS alone in my parents' home uh, when they were out. And um, it is still one of the only movies that I know that tr- <laughs> that truly... Takes me on such a roller coaster. It is a movie that manages still to achieve so many tones at the same time. It's kind of a magic trick. It's perfect. Uh, it's Brian De Palma's Carrie. Mm. Yes. Why didn't you tell me, Mom? <laughs> God made Eve from the rib of Adam, and it was weak and loose the raven on the world. The raven was called Sin. And I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it's that's and again, like that's that's what saying. Piper Laurie actually thought she was in a black comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, you <laughs> she was tell. like, my wardrobe, my lines are so insanely over the top. Clearly, I'm in a, I'm in a comedy. And Brian De Palma actually had to take her aside and was like, no, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's that's the thing about this movie is that it 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 refuses to. Um, get complacent about its tone. A lot of, I, I actually looking at what I'm going to talk about, I feel like sort of tone uh, and sort of like how un, unreliable it is um, in the movies I've chosen uh, is actually weirdly like really informative for me. Um, but I remember watching Carrie having, having read in a book in the library that it was a classic. And that it was a must-see. And I was like, okay, so, you know, undercover, I go to the video store, the one that's, like, really shitty, where the stoners work, where they, they would let me rent anything. <laughs> and my parents didn't know. And so I would literally hide these contraband tapes. I mean, this is, like, a running theme, right? Yeah. And um, I would wait until they were gone, and I would watch them. And I watched Carrie, and the opening, you know, I, it made me blush, because of the intimacy of it, the sort of the strange paradise of it. It's so the elegy of how elegiac that music and that locker room scene is. And it's, mm. and it's sexualized and yet not right. pervy. It's, there's a kind, it's, I don't know, I'm not really sure. I'm not very good at describing it clearly. And, but then it crash lands into the worst kind of body horror. And by worst, I mean best. And, the way she's brutalized by her peers was something that I was not ready to experience. And I was so horrified by the movie. I turned it off and I cried my fucking eyes out. Oh, really? Yeah. It really, really upset me because this, just the, the, the sheer unmitigated cruelty of it was just overwhelming. And at 12 and not being particularly uh, hyper-masculine or... Being totally unformed was uh, and and seeing that brutality and seeing it was it was such a manifestation of everything I was afraid of experiencing, mm. and it just rocked me to my fucking core and um and I didn't watch the rest of it for three days because I just couldn't I was too scared of it, but what made me truly fall in love with it, aside from the beautiful performances, aside from Pino Donaggio's amazing score, aside from Brian De Palma's, like, incredible, like, fucking, like a motherfucker using, I'm going to use split screen. Who the fuck uses split screen? (laughs) Brian De fucking Palma, that's who fucking uses split screen. The movie rockets between melodrama and coming of age and comedy Uh and religious... (laughs) <laughs> like religious revival and like it's everything and revenge tragedy right and it's such a meal it's such a meal and i i became so completely obsessed with this movie and i i read Roger Ebert's review of the movie i mean this is i didn't have friends i i, I went oh, to the library okay. and i and i just sat in libraries and i read books and um and I remember just devouring anything I could about Carrie. Um, and he said in his review that great horror is always heartbreaking. And to me, I've just never forgotten that. And I don't think that's... Uh, they, 
I've enjoyed other horror movies since, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't believe that horror without a bit of heartbreak is it, it can ever achieve truly achieve greatness. Um, and I, whether that's real or true or not, I, I you know, it's I true can't for speak you. It. Yeah, it's true for me. And um, and yeah, there's just um, the 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 people in Carrie are both character, they're both archetypes and real people because right. like you know like actors like Edie McClurg or PJ Souls bring such a weird specificity to and their even char- Travolta on his part even Travolta yeah, like, he's so great yeah and so yeah so Carrie was really just a movie and and of course I don't need to go into the you know like oh you know like I'm gay and I have something secret inside me and if people find out then I'll blow up you know what I mean it's just like yeah 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 sure like me and Michael did no <laughs> May you ready <laughs> No, I'm not talking about what you guys said. Dump out, just dump it out, and like start rearranging it. Throwing shit cleaning in out of hers in the middle, of clunk, clunk. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I mean, in the sense that you know, so many people have picked apart Carrie right. that way before yeah. me, and have done it. Probably, I'm going to do it uh, a lot more eloquently. So I, that's just speaking. If I'm if I'm trying to follow through on what you guys have started. So fuck you both. Uh, <laughs> fuck me. And trying to sp- and <laughs> just you know do. trying to speak from the heart about uh, what that movie meant to me. And it, um, I just I'll, I'll never forget seeing that movie for the first time because it's, it's just it's really nice watching you talk about this because you have the same look on your face as you did when you were talking about the Japanese movie. Hmm. It's I could tell just by looking at you right now how important Carrie was to you and still is. Yeah. No, I, I, I thank you. And uh it's And it's great. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it just it really uh it really never goes away for me that one. Um Don't you love it cuz it's like um and for me Scream is my your my Carrie. Like they're both so different. Mm-hmm. But it's like that high. Yeah. I feel like I'm chasing the high I had from that movie. 20 years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find it here and there. Yeah. But uh, isn't it great? Like, it's it's like a child to me. Like, the yeah. way I think about that movie, I'm like, oh, I love, like, I l- physically love that movie. Yeah. I literally love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. so and, understand. I could tell how you yeah. feel about Carrie just by looking at you. <sighs> Guys, Mark is sobbing. <laughs> He's in a ball. So, so what's your next movie, Mark? Okay. Uh, I can't wait for more. Moving on, uh, just the rage carry to stop too. Michael from talking about Scream again. <laughs> uh, the next film I Thanks, saw Brian. in the theater, <laughs> I saw it in the theater. It's a, it's technically a foreign film, even though it's in English, and um, and it really rocked me too. And I saw it, I think, four times in, in the theater? theater. In the theater because cool. um, I had never seen anything like it, and it's it managed to both enchant me. And also really, really freak me out about uh, who I already knew I was and its heavenly creatures. I'm going to the fourth world. It's an absolute paradise of music, art, and pure enjoyment. <laughs> I like I like that it like went out on like like Kate Winslet or screaming orgasmically. <laughs> when isn't she? Oh, I know. Um, I really love Kate Winslet. Uh, Mildred Pierce, if you've never seen the HBO movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so, Heavenly Creatures um, is a is based on a true story about two teenage girls in New Zealand in the 50s who um, were both very creative, highly neurotic, um, 
writers and, you know, they were like budding artists who um, grew to have such an obsession with each other. The movie posits that it became a sexual attraction, a romantic uh, connection, that when uh, one of their parents threatened to uh, pull them apart and refused uh, refused their friendship, mm-hmm. um, they teamed up and killed her so mm. that they could be together. Oh. And... Um, I'm not spoiling anything because that's the that's the have you you guys haven't seen it? I've never seen it. No, I Holy fucking it shit. Sounds a lot like Slender Man. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> well, good night. Peter Jackson, right? <laughs> Peter pre- Jackson. Yeah. It's uh it's pre Titanic. Third right? f- no, four, fourth film. This is it before or after the puppet one? Uh way after. Way after. Okay. Meet the Feebles, Dead Alive, Bad Taste. Bad Taste. Um yeah, I want to say fourth, okay. but I'm probably this wrong. This was before and, Titanic, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is the movie that sort of announced that Kate Winslet right. had arrived. Um, it, Time named it one of its top ten movies of 94. Nice. Um, I was but uh, watching Heavenly Creatures and watching a story about and I had a similar sort of... Uh, it, was between, it was between this and, and a movie called Swoon from 1992 uh, that Tom Kalen did about Leopold and Loeb, which mm. was another true story, famous uh, gay couple murderers, teenage gay murderers. Um, even though the, the real story with Leopold and Loeb was a lot more complicated. Um, but there was something about watching stories about what would happen if, if you fall in love, if you um, actually follow through on your, your queerness, uh, what terrible things can possibly happen. <laughs> and I know that that's not, you know, that, I knew even then that that wasn't sort of the outcome right. of what the movie was trying to communicate, but um, it's still... Uh, I don't know. It's still it, it's hard to describe because you guys haven't seen it. So like, I don't really want. Actually, this movie actually deserves to have its own episode. We totally. Yeah. So I think I just want to like sort of call it a day and move on okay. since you guys are looking at it, like I'm like I'm very sure. interested in what yeah. Like, I want to watch I, it. <laughs> I feel like I'm like I, I feel like this is like the equivalent of being like I went on vacation. These are slides. <laughs> <laughs> This is me. There's as a, a giant TV behind yeah. you. So. This is the car I rented. Isn't it cute? <laughs> this yeah. is us by a cactus. Yeah, exactly. Us by another <laughs> cactus. <laughs> so there you go. All right. And the it third's really good. And I, I, I watched the trailer really to get that clip, and it looked like a beautiful movie. It's you haven't seen it either. No. God, I'm a thousand years old. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. You look the last great. One. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just want to die. <laughs> All right, I last, love all of you. Last but not least, and I feel like maybe some people haven't seen this one either, uh, is a movie that is beyond a horror movie. It is existential horror. It is, it is incredibly queer in its uh, sort of lens and the way it views the world and its main character. It's Todd Haynes's Safe. We can turn it on and off like a switch. We just don't know how to make it go away. <laughs> Okay. We're all just nodding no at Mark because none of us have seen this one either. And now Mark is... Mark has really good taste. Like he does. Yeah. No, I'm just older. I'm just older. Mark, uh, we're like a year and a half apart. Yeah. Yeah, we're like a year and a half apart, Mark. Whoa, that was not how you okay, say that. Brennan. <laughs> Brennan, you're not... We're not a year and a half apart. Uh, okay, you're right. <laughs> I was lying. You got me. <laughs> So, uh, Safe was Julianne Moore's like first mm-hmm. landmark role. Um, she plays a San Fernando Valley housewife named Carol White, who one day 
starts to realize that she's experiencing allergic reactions. But oh. it turns out that she, her allergic reactions are not to any one specific thing, but it, that it, her allergic, her allergy may be to 20th century life itself. Oh, oh interesting. And so everything, food, chemicals, fabrics, Everything, the air, exhaust, fucking poster. Everything starts. Everything starts to. That's scary. Affect her, Um, and Todd Haynes, you know, sort of, sort of made this movie. Not just as an allegory for you know, sort of pollution and sort of like what what we are uh, unwittingly absorbing, you know, just existing Mm -hmm. uh, in day to day life uh, in the United States, but. Also, as an allegory for AIDS, mm-hmm. um, as like a sort of silent killer that you know people know exists but don't talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but watching this movie and seeing this movie in a fucking theater and down the Lafont Theater in friggin' Atlanta, Georgia, watching this movie, the movie exp- has a a pronounced sense of sustained dread that I just, I've never, ever seen replicated ever. Uh, Julianne Moore plays a character who never speaks above, like, a whisper. She's such an incredibly passive, sort of retiring person, uh, Carol White is. And um, I don't know how to put why this movie informed how I felt as a queer person um, growing up, I was I guess I was 16 when I saw it, but the movie is positing that there is, you're not crazy. There's mm-hmm. something completely wrong with everything going on. And then, I mean, that's half true because the movie also invites you to wonder, is Carol hysterical? Mm-hmm. Is she simply breaking down? Is she simply, mm-hmm. is she unequipped to exist in today's world? Or is this hypersensitivity that she's experiencing a sign of her actually connecting deeper with her own humanity? Right, like she and has her, a gift. Right, and, yeah. her own, and her own personhood. Wow. And wow. the movie is never willing to answer that question Love for you. It. The movie forces you to exist with the question that if you start listening to your own inner voice and your own point of view, it may be what leads you to truly love yourself, Mm -hmm. but holy fuck what you might have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. in exchange for that. And it is the quietest, (laughs) one of the quietest horror movies that you will ever see. No blood, no no scares. No violence. uh, No violence that I can recall at the moment. Um, But it is probably the most disquieting horror movie that I can think of. Well, it sounds scary just because your thoughts... Can be the scariest thing. Oh, and that's yeah. what it sounds like a just a giant thought. Yeah, I would really, way. I would really, really love for us to cover safe, and I would really yeah, love you guys. Yeah. You've seen it, no? Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> I really, feature. really want I, I like any fucking day. I want you guys to like make that your so next. Pick yeah, please do. Yeah, and um, I think I think you guys will really kind of have your 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 worlds rocked. By yeah, it. I. Uh, it sounds like two movies Brian would love. Hey Brian. I bet. Hi Brian. Hi Brian. Hi. Never um, met you. You seem nice. <laughs> Josh. Josh told me once, like he was like, I can't watch Safe again. I was like, What do you mean? He's like, like, I saw it once in the theater, and it, he was like, I was, I, I was shaken, affected. so shaken and affected by it, like I for like a month. Like I thought I was allergic to things. I thought I was like, it oh really, 
It's really intense. Okay. Damn. Okay. So, okay. and Julianne Moore is... She's so good. Well, the Criterion Collection released a Blu-ray of it. Oh, like that's a Criterion? Two years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, it includes, and I say this because like it's like so worth the 20 bucks, but it includes her screen test. Ooh. And it is, if you want to see a ninja at work, young Julianne Moore doing she's just like hey okay yeah and she just <laughs> drops in and it's like holy fucking shit it's like my it's like henry thomas screen test of et levels of oh, like that's what awesome. yeah so and then um, if you want yeah. to be brought back down reality watch her performance on 30 rock <laughs> <laughs> mean wow. she's funny on that show. she's, she's funny. great that accent yeah. though is amazingly mm. bad what but <gasps> tina fey Alec that Baldwin, shows a cartoon and her yeah. all said they recognized it. Yeah. So it was on purpose. But yeah. It's just, a cartoon. There's li- I'm just being an asshole. I know. She sounds like Andy Cap on purpose, kind of. <laughs> or how I picture Andy Cap to sound. So great. Right. I love wow. that show. Anyway. I feel so close mm-hmm. to you all now. I know. And we're not even done. I know. I'll be faster. I think, Why? But. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> um, Chapter one. I was born in a log cabin. <laughs> I was born in 19. Um, actually, no, because today we're recording is the day that we released the first episode. And I realized you guys kind of walked through your bios and everything. And I was like, maybe I should do that also really quick yeah. before I start. Please do. Um, just like how I got here. Um, I mean, since college, I've been writing and doing podcasty things. Like, I originally started out writing for The Backlot, which is a gay entertainment site. Mm-hmm. used to be after Elton. Mm-hmm. Um, I did their Looking Season 2 recaps. Oh, no kidding. Very um, nice. Yeah, I didn't love season two, so I did not get great comments. But I gotta be honest. Um, but yeah, part of the job. I know. So yeah, I've written for Arrow in the Head, Blumhouse.com before it exploded. Um, but now I'm writing for Dread Central, and I'm doing this, and I have my own podcast called Scream 101. Check it out. It's good. You guys should mm-hmm, listen. Mm-hmm, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually did do an episode on the Final Girls back in the day. Oh lord, don't listen to that. I love it, but don't listen. <laughs> I'd be too oh, uncomfortable. We trashed it. <laughs> no, no, no. We both loved it, but it, I, I just it feel weird. Oh. Right, um, I'll send it to you in a CD, unmarked. I'll send you a copy. Bam, bitch, <laughs> <went> down. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Sid, so super bitch. That's what's up with You're me. You're so cool. All right. Um, I think for, I mean, I definitely had a different queer experience growing up because as we have mentioned with some derision, I am slightly younger than the three of you. <laughs> um, I did grow up in Orange County, which is famously not a great place for you know yeah, I don't envy that progressive stuff <laughs> um, but I honestly didn't have too tough of a time when I was oh, coming out um, I mean I came out when I was 16 I was just going to ask you um, I was in like the drama class and I felt very supported and good. like I had I, I did not have bullies I had assholes who would like say things but um, I a lot of the students at my school it was like a weird divide between like the lowland kids and the kids who lived up in the hills. So, like, most of the kids who were mean were, like, the sons of rich parents who were too lazy to do anything. Um, so they... My favorite bully that I ever had was one moment. I was holding hands with my boyfriend. They were like, oh, are you gay? Do you, like, want to have sex with me? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to control myself. Yeah. Like Dreamboat. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. But, yeah, no, I, I had a slightly different experience, but... <laughs> And I had a relatively smooth coming out, but no coming out is ever good. Hmm. Or like easy, I no. mean. Well, because, yeah, you, you worry. Regardless yeah, it, if it's like, oh, cool, you're still worried. Yeah. yeah. And I do remember when Nay and 
Michael were talking about certain things of like, well, you turn to prayer. Um, I've never really had religion in my life. Um, but I do remember it's the lamest thing. Um, but I had this book of like optical illusions and tricks. And there was like this thing where if you tied a ring on a string and like held it between two fingers, mm-hmm. like the way that it um, spun was supposed to tell you like if you, it was like supposed to be a primitive like lie detector thing. So you ask a question, the way it spins is supposed to be like, this is true, <laughs> this is false. It was supposed okay. to be like micro motions in your fingers or something. And I, I like, <laughs> I know it's super weird. It's wow. super made up. Um, I saw but, that on a sitcom once. I, <laughs> this is totally news to me. I've never heard of this. I don't try it. It's nothing. Um, but I did it, and I was just with myself, and I was asking myself, like, are you gay? And I made the string say no. <laughs> like, you know, like a Ouija board. I was like, yeah. no, we're good. I'm great. We don't oh. have to think about this. Well, well if the gonna, string says so. I'm yeah. calling Karen then. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely had my own personal Aww. turmoils with it. Yeah. Uh, but... Where, where this comes in is my coming out process really was tied into my coming to horror process. Perfect. Because I thought I was too scared of horror movies to watch them. That's how I felt too. Um, yeah, which is really weird because I read horror books by the pound. Hmm. Um, but just the movies, I had this weird hurdle and I had convinced myself that I wasn't ready for them. But the movie that was my gateway mm. was Scream 4. Oh, oh wow. Aged. So the reversals become the new standard. In fact, the only surefire way to survive a modern horror movie, you pretty much have to be gay. <laughs> so, honestly, I mean, this is kind of elliptical, I guess, because I didn't start with Scream. I didn't watch Scream 4, but I saw the trailer before, I think, Source Code or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, this movie looks great. Had you seen um, the other movie? No, other I'd screens? seen basically no horror movies before this. Okay. Um, I saw, I heard Ghostface on the phone. I was like, this sounds like something I could be into. So I had... <laughs> he sounds hot. Yeah. Um, killer's hot. No, so, it, you know, it was it was hearkening, the trailer was hearkening back to the original Scream, trying to remind people, like, oh, remember how it yeah, was great? Of course. And I was like, I don't remember, but it sounds great. Um, so I had Netflix DVD mail service. Ooh. Um, I got Scream 1, 2, and 3 to prepare for the new one, watch them all. I was like, okay, I can do this. I can watch these movies. They're fun. I mean, I, I had a similar experience to Michael. Like, Scream really brought me in. And, it's a really good gateway movie. Yeah, and I was like, well, I also need to watch all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets and Friday the 13th and Halloween Absolutely. because they're talking about these. And that was my summer um, before junior year. And now I'm here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I think the horror movie breakthrough and my gay breakthrough did, I mean, they kind of came simultaneously in my life. Um, I shared that whole experience with my first boyfriend who, you know, suffered through it. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> did Scream 4 live up to your expectations? I like Scream 4. I will I stand for Scream 4. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, it's not a masterpiece. But I'm glad that Wes Craven went out on that one. I think it was a good curtain call for him. Mm. I enjoy it. Yeah, better that than my soul to take. yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I just, um, that movie for me was like, it was the same experiences. Like, like I said earlier, like kissing a boy for the first time or something. It's like you finally find an inroad into something you've been kind of pushing away and afraid of. But also yeah. titillated by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I, well, yeah, what I used to do as a kid is I would always hear these tales of scary movies. Like my friend in elementary school, we watched the grudge and he wasn't supposed to. And he told me the story. <laughs> You're so young. I, I know. Um, <laughs> 
So um, for me, I was like uh, thinking about a nightmare on Elm Street. And he's like the crutch. <laughs> no, but so like these movies, I was interested in. I would read the plots on Wikipedia right. because I was too afraid to watch them. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the movie that kind of helped me break through. And then my love it. Thank you. No, I mean we're going to break through. Break through with the scream. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such an easy keg tap. I don't know. Yeah. It just wow. burst everything it open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, my my second movie, it, you know, it's like a, I is, it's very obvious. I think so. I'm just gonna play a clip. Don't get strong out uh. by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> oh, you gotta see what Mark's doing. Damn, I Mark. <laughs> get it, Mark. <laughs> oh, he's. Don't look at me like that, Mark. Oh my God, I feel that's beautiful. Oh. Yeah, that's the Rocky Horror Picture Show from Mark. 1975. It's a camp cult classic that's, yep. I think, important to a lot of people's development into cinema, into queerness, into whatever. Not mine. Sure, that's mine. <laughs> Have you ever seen it, Mark? <laughs> Mark's sitting on his microphone now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> No, and, and that Ooh. movie obviously is so transgressive. Sorry, Ernie. Um, <laughs> He's just sitting on his phone. Do y'all know who Ernie is? Ernie's our wonderful technician sound person. Our wildly who patient. Just, like, puts up with all our shit. Ooh wee. Yeah. Um, this mic's going to be a little stinky. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Um, Reeling it back. Reeling it back. All right, okay. back to so, Brennan. The, the thing that was so interesting oh to me was that by, by the time I got to it, obviously the Rocky Horror Picture Show was a really huge, like, kind of generally welcomed movie. Like, it, the cult had existed for decades. And so everyone knew about it, and it was something that kind of everyone was comfortable with. And I was like, this movie is so transgressive yeah. to be such a cornerstone of culture like that. And, I mean, you know, like... Frankenfurter sleeps with like every character in that movie, mm-hmm. yeah. um, male Bomb. or female, whatever. What? Yeah. Bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I think it, it's the movie that introduced me to like gender fuckery, where it's like, what's oh, even God, happening that. here? Yep. Um, it also introduced me to camp and oh, the cool. difference between camp and trash, um, because people are like, oh, this is the worst movie of all time. Like it's like it'd be on those lists of like, oh, bad movies you have to watch. And I'm like, this isn't bad, good. This is good, good, and you don't get it. Like yeah, yeah, sorry, you're basic. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, obviously, there are low budget seams to this movie, but Richard O'Brien is a genius. Yeah. The guy who wrote the screenplay and the music, um, I think he's better at songwriting than he is at plots, probably, because um, the plot's pretty incoherent. Wrong. The plot is perfect. <laughs> um, but it's such a Play beautiful. That song again. I want to see Mark Lipsing. It's such a beautiful pastiche. Yeah. Um, wow. And it. What? Wow. Vocab. Oh, thank you. Oh, at a test here. Pastiche. I'm like, um, what is pastiche. that? Pastiche. Anyway. No, we were podcasting in France. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. French Canadian voice. Oh, I don't know if I can do the French accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, and such a good pick. That movie I actually watched the Amazing. night before. I started dating my first boyfriend too. Wow. We were together. Wow. Opened it was, a portal. Oh, yeah, you have a lot. God, of, I masturbated to that good. movie so much as a kid. Girl, is that a lot of? Was there a particular number? <laughs> was there one that wasn't? I like for real the whole <laughs> movie. Wow. Yeah. Even the pres- professor's like, it's just a jump to the left, and you're like, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, Charles Gray. Yeah. Leg up. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> they don't call it the time warp for nothing. Okay. <laughs> 
We could do this all night. <laughs> Let, let's hit up my last yeah, one. Yeah, what's your last one, Brendan? Yeah, I don't do it. Leave um, you. <laughs> my very last one is from 2000, and it's called Psycho Beach Party. Ooh, oh. I love that movie. Me too. The boys are I see no beach notes. I ordered beach notes, and the pineapple's gone bad. You can't make a poop poop water without pineapple. <laughs> anyway, many I mean, of our fap moments for that with that movie. Oh for yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, Sorry, Brennan. I mean, I came to that movie because of Buffy, actually, because Nicholas Brendan, who played Xander, is in Psycho Beach Party. Mm-hmm. And Buffy would be on this list if it wasn't a TV show. Right. Um, but yeah, so Psycho Beach Party is another one of those movies where it's very campy. And I don't think I truly understood what Gidget was or what those movies were at the right. time, but I still loved it. Um, and the thing that that movie introduced to me is I was watching it with a friend of mine who we actually came out around the same time. We both were, we, we were, we started talking about that kind of thing during a time when I identified as bisexual, which was not true. And I now realize is problematic and is a crutch that a lot of people use that contributes to by erasure. Cause people are like, Oh, you're just gay. You're just like, it's a stepping stone. Right. And I did do that because I was afraid mm-hmm. of identifying as gay and what that would mean for me. Um, much later I realized, oh, well, that's not good. Um, once you step into the world, you learn about bisexuality and about how bisexual people have been treated historically by the gay community. Right. It's like, mm, well, I wish I knew that. Didn't. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, I mean, that's, you know, we all do shitty things when we're teens and especially before you enter the gay community, you don't understand a thing about it. True. Um, yeah, so I apologize to everyone out there. Um, that friend stayed bisexual. I did not. Um, so we were watching Psycho Beach Party together. Oh, there's such a lot of hot guys in the movie. There so are. But yeah, no, there's, <laughs> I'm like looking at the No, there's these two guys. One of them was, I mean, they were both in this clip that I played, Provolone and the other guy. I don't remember. I remember Provolone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. That's the material. Is it true okay. that Lauren Ambrose has kind of like disavowed this movie? Really? I don't know. Yeah. I forgot Amy Adams was in it. She is in it. Yeah. She, she, um, no, and, and no, she didn't play Marvel Ann. She uh, who was Amy Adams? I don't remember the name of her um, character. And Beth Broderick from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, so many she's people so in this good. movie. Thomas Gibson, Matt Keesler from Scream Three. Yeah. She sure. was Marvel Ann was her name, yeah. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, no, but Psycho Beach Party, there were these um are you familiar with the term shipping? It's a Tumblr term yeah. where like there's two characters you want them to be in a relationship together and you're like you make fan art or them. whatever. So these two characters, Provolone and that guy, they had moments because they're these like uber dude surfer guys, and they had moments of like talking into each other's faces like straight dudes do. Mm-hmm. My friend and I were like, they gotta kiss, they gotta <laughs> kiss. And this movie made that happen. Yep, <clears throat> they do kiss in that movie. It's a super queer movie. Yep, uh, <clears throat> it's so great. Sorry, but that was the movie that kind of exposed to me that what I want to happen that is queer in a movie can happen. Mm. Like queer stuff is allowed to exist and doesn't just exist in my mind that I'm transposing onto a movie. And that was just a really mind blowing moment for me. And it was kind of like Michael's thing where he's like, Kevin Williamson is gay. Gay people get to make these things. And I was like, gay people get to, exist in these worlds that I'm watching because I've never really seen that before. I love that you put it that way because the guys in the movie have the exact same reaction you did. Yeah. Like they literally, like they kiss and they're like, wait a minute, that was great. (laughs) And we're like, yeah, do it again, provolone. Yeah. And just, that was just like a really important formative experience for me where I was like, I, I mean, 
literally, it's representation. Representation matters. I felt seen for the first time in a movie. Um, like before that, I think the only gay character in a movie I'd seen was Kieran Culkin's character in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, and he was in this from the school of like, I'm not going to do anything. We're just going to say that I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> and you know Which he's just disc- disconcertingly popular as a as a, as a choice. But never mind. Go on. Yeah, yeah. No, th- that's what I'm saying. I hadn't been exposed to like any sort of physical reality of gayness. And that just really like hit me like a bucket of water. Well, and it was in a movie tied to the slasher genre in a way too. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that's important to me as well. I mean, we both both both, grew up from Scream. That's where we entered the world. About 15 years apart, but... (laughs) It is what it is. Hey, it's connected and I love it. That movie's a fucking riot. And I remember seeing it in a fucking theater. Did you really? Yeah, Kendall Square, Boston. Jealous. I remember yeah. the music in it is so great. It's just so fun. It's fab. Wow. Yeah, that's my, it's my fun, it's last fun. one. It's really fun. And it, you know, it's a super cheesy, like crazy movie. Oh, um, hey girl. It was also the first movie I had seen where, um, one of the characters was played by a man in drag and it was not called attention to. Yeah. Um, and it was just sort of accepted. Yeah. The lady cop was a man in drag and that's just Charles how Bush. it, Charles yeah, Bush. Yeah, so good. Um, yeah, just, <laughs> That's what that is. This is Sorry, I'm punchy, at Michael. Yeah, Name it something off screen. Off screen. <laughs> I just pretended. You guys can see this, right? I pretended I was sniffing the microphone, going back to that old joke we made five minutes ago. <laughs> it was really great. <laughs> uh, wow. You guys. Those are great picks, Brennan. Thank you. Yeah. Those are great picks, everybody. everybody. Great picks it was really everybody. fun. This was a really intense episode, but I loved it. Was it. it was I really feel like, intense, but also very funny, too. I, I kind of feel like Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds should be playing. <laughs> a <laughs> queen. The jock. Yeah. Another queen. Yeah. <laughs> the jock, which is Brennan, but, obviously. <laughs> a queen and, and a basket also, case. A queen and a basket case. <laughs> a queen and a basket case. A basket case and a queen. <laughs> the end. And Nate's just the queen. <laughs> The Queen, capital T, capital exactly. T. His fingers when he does that thing with them in that movie, Ugh. the principal when he's like, "I got my eyes on you." Mm. It's like the longest fingers you've Such ever seen. Such a turn seen. on, yeah. right? Don't mess with the bull, son. You'll get yeah. the horns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think that wraps up our super special Halloween the long episode. Are yes. on. Where, um, where can everyone be yeah. found? Yeah, uh, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cupcake B L A K K C U P C A K E. Mm-hmm. And I am trying to tweet more, so I've I noticed that today. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to tweet more. I used to tweet a lot. If you look, it's like 36,000 tweets. Well, put <laughs> your back into it. Come yeah, on. so I'm trying to get back into it. Um, and then my art Instagram yes, is please. Gaudy Los Angeles. G A U D. Why do I always do this? G A U D Y Los Angeles. <laughs> and what about you, Michael? Uh, Twitter at Michael Ken Ken and Instagram. My bot account is at Michael Ken Ken One. That's the number one. Thank you. <laughs> Mark? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Senior Teenager and on Instagram at Senior Teen. Brennan. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brands. And I've never actually plugged my Instagram. Not sure why. You can find yeah. me at yeah. The Burning Clem. Oh. Um, which is. Is that a movie with Farrah Fawcett? <laughs> might be. Do you, do you want to hear the story of that really quick? Sure. Okay, um, I'll just say it really fast. Uh, it's born from the fact that no one can spell my name. Um, my name is Brennan, which is Irish, and everyone says Brendan or Brandon right. or Brianna mm. or Brad. Um, so Sharon. Starbucks is really rough for me. 
Um, but one time I was checking in for a tour at a campus I was touring after high school and I said my name was Brennan Klein and they literally wrote down Burning Clem. <laughs> I'm like that sounds like an STD. <laughs> Yeah, burning clam. So yeah, that's my Instagram. Symptoms of burning clam include. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram. Itchy watery eyes. Pod. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. We're not allowed to do podcasts anymore. Uh, that's it, right? <laughs> that's the end. Did we just that's end it? it? That's the show. So you still like Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh yeah, you guys. spooky Halloween.